This is your woo-woo best friend, a show about attainable transformation. Hey, it's Andy, and this is your woo-woo best friend. Welcome back to the show. Today, this is officially our 113th episode. Cheers from the crowd. Okay, so we're at 113 episodes, and I checked this morning, and we are at 108 reviews after 113 episodes. So call to you, my friends. Can you help us out? This is on Apple Pods that I'm specifically referring to. Can you help us out? And can we get to 113 reviews as we release this 113th episode? If you have not yet left us a review over on Apple Podcast, if you can take a minute If you're listening on that platform, just drop down and drop us some stars and leave us a note. Say hello. And if you're listening somewhere else, when you've got a minute, if you can go check us out on Apple Podcast and leave us a review, that would be incredible and so appreciated. If you do so, post on social and maybe screenshot your review and tag us and let us know you did it. It would mean the world to me and the team. As you know, we are a growing independent show. And that would be simply amazing. Okay, so let's jump into the episode. Today, I have so many things on my mind. This is a solo episode. It is time to turn your manifestation powers all the way up. Jupiter, the planet of abundance, luck, and expansion is conjunct with the celestial body known for guiding us along the path to purpose, the north node in Taurus, which is creating a portal for creative inspiration and prosperity. If you're wondering, okay, what can I expect during this time? It's time to supercharge your embodiment practice. Your abundance mindset will be blooming. Your pleasure will be amplified. The more you can gain crystal clarity around the desires you are calling in and act as if the faster your manifestations will arrive. So how do we act as if? Well, if you can imagine a Venn diagram, and in one side of the circle is your desires, and then the other side of the circle is your actions, and you start to bring those two circles together, and they begin to merge, and right in the center is you acting as if, as if those desires are already yours. For those of you that joined me inside of the CEO Foundations Masterclass, by the way, if you missed it, you can still catch the replay. I'll leave the link in the show notes. You acted as if. You may be a CEO right now, but most of you that joined us in the CEO Foundations Masterclass, you are not yet a CEO, but you believe that you have everything it takes to commit to pursuing a life of unlimited freedom, of wealth, of impact. And so by showing up into a course for CEOs, you acted as if your desires and your actions came together when you made that commitment to show up. So I hope you're making room to receive your desires and continue to send that signal to the universe that everything that you are calling in is absolutely meant for you. In consideration of acting as if, there are two things I want to spend time on today in this episode. The first is what the process is like to build 
and create lasting work. I want to share a book I've been reading with you. It's been an incredible tool for me as I'm building Casa Noon, as I'm continuing to share the Conscious CEO program with my clients. I also want to talk about the practice of embracing a neutral mind when we are calling something in, especially that really big stuff. So that's where we're going to spend our time today. Before we get started, let's hear from today's show sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Seed, the symbiotic, a prebiotic and probiotic in one made by science. Okay, my healthy girl, summer girlies, how are we transitioning into these warmer months with simple healthy habits. I love this time of year because I feel inspired to shift my morning rituals to include more outside time, like yoga in my backyard, my morning tea ritual in my garden, and long evening walks with my husband right as the sun is setting. So yummy. The seasonal shift is also a perfect time to check in with your habits and start stacking up new practices that add to your overall well-being. If you're new to habit stacking, here's the general idea. Habit stacking involves pairing a new habit that you want to establish with an existing habit that you already do. This way, you leverage the existing habit as a trigger for the new one, making it easier to incorporate into your daily routine. It's about keeping the new additions to your daily routine small enough to get started and build major momentum over time. For example, I've been keeping my journal extra handy. So when I head to the kitchen for my morning tea, I can grab it and take it with me. I'm then taking my tea and journal outside and getting in a few pages of mind dumping while sipping my tea, which is so much better than me sitting outside and scrolling on my phone. It's a small action, but it has a significant impact on my overall well-being and how I'm starting my day. I've also been habit stacking my daily dose of seeds, DSO-1, daily symbiotic. DSO-1 is the two-in-one daily probiotic and prebiotic that I've been raving about. It's formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically validated strains that have benefits going beyond gut health like skin and heart health, and they actually make it through your digestive tract into your colon with 100% survivability. It's recommended that you take Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic on an empty stomach. So here's how I'm habit stacking. I'm keeping my morning supplements. I take a multivitamin, a nutrient-dense elixir, and DS01 in the bathroom cabinet. Before I do anything else in the morning, I dry brush my skin, I brush my teeth, and then I finish with my copper tongue scraper. The dry brushing and tongue scraping are my Ayurvedic practices that are so good. And then now I'm keeping my supplements in the cabinet with my facial dry brush and my scraper so that as soon as I finish those morning rituals, I can get my supplements right into my body. This habit stack is ensuring that I get the supplements in on an empty stomach, giving me enough time then to take a morning walk and have my tea before sitting down to have breakfast. I was especially interested in seed after having some challenges last year that my nutritionist thought may be a gut barrier integrity issue. Those issues manifested as skin inflammation, 
And I can happily report that after 60 days of taking DSO-1, I've noticed even clearer, glowier, smoother skin than ever before. If you're interested in checking out Seed, you can learn more at seed.com slash girl. That's seed.com slash O-U-I-W-E-G-I-R-L. And use my code girl at checkout for 30% off your first month's supply of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. If you decide to give Seed a try, send me a note and let me know how it's working for you. In a world of constant trends and TikTok dances and brand founders skyrocketing to fame, getting millions of dollars in venture capital funds one month only to be completely unheard of a few years later. I believe the people in this community really want to create products, services, art, books, podcasts, blogs, and the like that lasts. And we do this because we authentically believe in the impact that we have the potential to create in the world. So I wanted to share the book I'm reading with you right now. It's called The Perennial Seller. It's by Ryan Holiday. You probably know of Ryan Holiday through some other books of his like Ego is the Enemy and The Obstacle is the Way. I downloaded The Perennial Seller kind of on a whim a few weeks ago. I am prepping for a corporate retreat that I'm going to be facilitating for one of my private clients. And I was looking for some tools and some resources. I came across this book. It occurred to me I hadn't read it. The Perennial Seller is so insightful. When I picked it up, it got me thinking about what I'm building with Casanone. And it had me immediately thinking about my... CEO eras, which I talked about in the CEO Foundations masterclass. So my CEO eras to take you back on a little journey. In 2012, I started my first blog in business while working full time as a corporate executive. In 2014, I opened a brick and mortar store. I was featured that year in Women's Wear Daily. I was getting hired as a creative director. In 2018, now fast forward, four years, obviously that brick and mortar store was no longer open. My blog has evolved significantly. Some of the things that I was doing with that very first business had come to a close. And so now I start a new LLC. I'm getting paid to travel with the blog that I've created. I'm writing a book. It's been published and I'm creating content. I'm leading retreats. I'm consulting. And then here we go. A few more years later, I'm moving to LA in 2020. I've started this podcast. I'm able to hire a team. I've had my first multi six figure year. And I had this aha moment. I really started to think about what is happening here? What is working for me? I'd had some really incredible successes. And then reflecting back to those early years, 2012, 2014, I had some failures too. And one of the things that I've gotten really good at is being okay with failure, with trying things out, letting them run the life cycle, run their era, and when it's time for it to be over, letting things go. So when I considered the framework of my success, what I know is that if you have an idea or a dream, a service or a product 
there are some methodologies that can help to enable you to get that idea or dream out there to your perfect people from wherever you are in the world much more quickly. And in this methodology, you also have an opportunity to start to build out a revenue plan. And this is a really powerful way to do business. It's how I'm building my dream life. It's how I've been able to move through those eras and learn when to let something go to pivot and to try something new. In the CEO Foundations Masterclass, I am teaching you about that methodology. It's the four steps or ideation, revenue building, offerings, how you create those offerings, and the launch. That has been my process, and I've really been in consideration about how I can help more people with dreams like mine to implement that process into their life as they're building their dream business. So I come across the book, The Perennial Seller, and what Ryan Holiday is delving into is the principles and strategies that separate fleeting bestsellers from perennial sellers. So when we're talking about bestsellers, we're talking about the best-selling books in the world. We're talking about the best-selling music, the movies, the products, the things that really stand the test of time. So I was thinking about my process moving from ideation to launch. And one of the things that I think I inherently know is when I've had eras of success, I am building things that have a lasting factor. When I've had things that have had their moments, and it doesn't mean I shouldn't have done them if for some reason I've had to move on from that thing. It just means it was intended for that time and it wasn't going to become a perennial seller. Okay. And I, I'm okay with that, that I've created some things along the way that didn't stand the test of time. What I was doing in that time period was building a career. And that's one of the things that Ryan talks about in the book is there are going to be and should be things that are career building moves that help you to create a perennial best-selling life. Not everything has to be the biggest hit. And he uses lots of examples of artists, brands, et cetera, that you may have never seen on the top 40 list in music or were never in like the Forbes 30 under 30 or have never won all of the big awards for beauty or fashion, for example, but have an amazing longevity because they are building a career. So in thinking about this, some of the things that he emphasizes is the importance of the craftsmanship, the authenticity, and building an engaged audience for long-term success. You may have heard of this idea of having a thousand true fans. And when you have those people that are absolutely committed and dedicated to everything that you do, you can have an incredible creative career with that group of people. Ryan has a background, if you don't know this about him, as the director of marketing at American Apparel. And he started with that company at 19 years old. And whether or not you like American Apparel, I think, you know, there's a lot of a lot of reason not to love that company. But one of the things that he gained attention for was his innovative marketing strategies, and particularly his utilization of social media and viral marketing techniques, like way back in the day, he was using MySpace and Facebook and getting really on the level with customers. And he helped that company achieve substantial growth and success. 
after he left, he actually wrote a book about his experience called Trust Me, I'm Lying, Confessions of a Media Manipulator. So he delves all into the dark side of online marketing and talks about a lot of the controversial tactics that he was engaging in. Anyways, back to the perennial seller. So I just wanted to mention that because if you're like, wait, isn't that guy that like wrote about manipulative media tactics and worked for American Apparel? Yes, that is him. So he's he's really quite genius when it comes to marketing and he sees the light and the dark in it. In the book, he presents a comprehensive roadmap for creators and entrepreneurs who aspire to create work that transcends the trends and continues to resonate with audiences forever for years to come. And he talks about the significance of honing your skills and consistently improving the quality of your creations. One of the things we talk about around here all the time is done is better than perfect. You do not have to be in a place of perfection in order to put that thing out into the world. You should always be improving the quality of your creations. And so the book focuses on creating something remarkable and working towards that remarkability over time. Is that a word? Remarkability? You get what I mean. It's not about chasing quick hits. It's about what can I create that has so much value? And I'm talking value today, but also value in six months or a year from now or six years from now. One of the ways that he talks about honing in on our skills and improving the quality of our work is by inviting editors into our lives. So you likely know the book To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. It is a very famous and timeless masterpiece. But did you know that the transformation of that initial draft was impacted significantly by the editor of the book. So the editor of the book recognized that the first draft was beautiful. There was so much inside of that manuscript in terms of possibility, but it was also flawed and it needed significant revisions. And rather than dismissing the manuscript outright and saying, you know what, like this is not a book we're going to publish, the editor worked with Harper Lee for nearly two years, providing detailed feedback, suggesting changes, and encouraging her to dig really deep into the characters and the themes. The editor's expertise allowed her to see the book's core strength and then guide Harper Lee towards enhancing it. She was challenged to refine her writing style, to tighten up the narrative, to sharpen the dialogue. And over time, the manuscript was completely transformed from something that was a collection of loosely connected stories into a cohesive and powerful novel with a clear message. This editor role was absolutely pivotal. And of course, I'm talking about someone whose job title is editor. But it's important to think about who in your life is championing your work. And when others have doubts, how can you call on that person or that collective of people to help you to take something that may be a loosely curated idea and turn it into something that is timeless and powerful and that ultimately is the masterpiece of your life. In this example, Harper Lee's editor 
was able to help her get that publishing deal because she had this insight. She had industry knowledge. She was able to guide her towards the marketing and the promotion of the book and really ensure that it received the attention that it deserved so that it could receive the acclaim that she knew it was worthy of. As I read that story in The Perennial Seller, it really reminded me of the importance of editorial guidance, of finding people that can offer you, are willing to offer you unwavering support and believe in you and your talent and success potential who are also willing to help you make pivots and adjust where you need to. So check in. Do you have those people in your life? Take a look at the people you're surrounding yourself with. Do those people exist? If not, go find a mentor who is willing to be that for you, who will be an unwavering support, give you the feedback when it's time, and help you to reach your highest potential. So next on the docket today, as we are in consideration of this lucky girl portal in the sky, this Jupiter aligning to the Taurus North Node, I want to talk about in our manifestation practice the practice of maintaining a neutral mindset and disassociating from outcomes when it comes to working to achieve your desires. So how do we do that? How do we release attachment and not get too emotionally invested? And how does that help us to actually manifest faster. So first, let's talk about the neutral mind. So a neutral mindset refers to maintaining a state of equanimity and detachment when setting intentions or working towards a manifestation. It involves releasing any attachment to specific outcomes or desires. So basically, it's like, don't get desperate. Instead, you focus on holding a calm and balanced perspective and allow the manifestation process to unfold naturally. We talk about the neutral mind in Kundalini Yoga, and this is very much that. This is implementing that mindset of nothing's right or wrong. The timing is not of importance. We are just being and we are allowing the universe to deliver when the timing is right. And this is also a practice of recognizing that our little human brains don't always know what timeline is best for us. So get into a neutral mindset and set the intention and let it go. When we talk about disassociation, it kind of means the same thing. It's about disassociating from the outcome, basically detaching yourself from the end result of the manifestation. It's about letting go of expectations and truly surrendering to the universe or a higher power, trusting that the desired outcome will manifest in the best possible way and at the right time. By disassociating, you are avoiding being consumed by the desire, which can sometimes really hinder the process when all we can think about is this thing we're calling in we oftentimes aren't actually acting as if, and we're not even necessarily taking action towards that thing that we're calling in because we get so wound up and like trying to control how it goes. So by practicing a neutral mindset and disassociation, you allow the manifestation process to unfold without the interference of negative emotions that may come up or doubt or fear. 
This approach will help you to maintain a sense of peace and openness and flow, allowing the energy of manifestation to just move through you a bit more freely. So how do we put these concepts into practice? Here are some techniques to help you maintain a neutral mindset and to disassociate from outcomes. First, you've got to cultivate that self-awareness. It's so crucial. By recognizing your attachments and desires, we can consciously choose to let go and embrace neutrality. Practicing mindfulness, meditation, breath work, hot girl walks, whatever it is that supports you can help you to stay present and detached. Go take a flip through my latest book, Elemental. There's so many good practices in there to help you practice detachment. When we are able to adopt a neutral mindset and practice disassociation, when we let go of attachment, we also start to reduce our stressors and our anxiety. We feel that presence. And while it can feel really challenging, there are some really great ways that you can do this. So practicing gratitude, for example, taking a few moments every day to express gratitude for the things that you already have in your life. Perhaps write down three things that you're grateful for today and focus on those experiences. That'll shift you out of scarcity and out of that like desperation of why the manifestation hasn't come through or when is it going to come through and instead shift you into abundance and trust and contentment. Simply setting your intentions is a great way to get more aligned to the possibilities of what can come for you. So getting really clear on your desires, setting clear intentions, writing them down. So when we're just kind of holding it in the mind, but we haven't journaled it out, or even created a vision board about it, we can sometimes kind of live in that desperation mode because we haven't fully set the intention and committed to it. Make sure you're visualizing and feeling into your desires. Take time every day to visualize yourself already experiencing your desired outcomes. If you are practicing the act as if, now also add to it, visualize as if and feel as if. So close your eyes, imagine the details, feel the emotions associated with achieving the thing that you desire. The visualization process will enhance your manifestation process by aligning your thoughts, your emotions, and your actions back to that desire. You know how important it is to release those limiting beliefs. We've talked a lot about this on this show. So identifying any challenges or beliefs or self-doubt that might be holding you back and do whatever you need to do to replace those beliefs with positive affirmations that reinforce your ability to get whatever it is you're calling in. That is how you start to trust the process. I'm right now, every night when I go to bed, I'm listening to Money Mindset Hypnosis. I have to be in a whole new level of thinking when it comes to how I'm building my business around Casa Noon. And so I want to make sure that I'm like really in this abundant headspace as I'm building this new part of my business. It's something I've never done before. I've never launched a consumer product brand like this before. I've never taken a loan out from the bank in my business before. So I want to make sure my money mindset is really, really solid. So that's something I'm doing right now just to check those limiting 
beliefs. And then remember to practice those daily self-care and self-love rituals. And they can be really small little additions into your day. You don't have to set a whole new routine. You don't have to get up at 5 a.m. and like do a whole five to nine morning ritual. Just take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, nurture yourself, give yourself a little extra compassion, especially right now during this really lucky portal that we're in. Engage in activities that bring you joy. Get sensual with yourself. Surround yourself with nature. This Taurus North Node is calling for you to dress up, to feed yourself really beautiful foods, to go spend some time outdoors, give yourself flowers. When you prioritize your well-being in that way, you create a really fertile ground for your manifestations to come through. And remember, practice patience, practice trust. That is what this whole neutral mindset and disassociation gives us access to is that energy of patience and trust. Remember, it's all a process. It takes time. And when you are living with patience and trust and you really allow the timing of the universe to deliver, avoiding that obsession over the how or constantly checking for signs of progress, you will have cultivated a sense of ease and flow and things will unfold as they should. Okay, so I encourage you to experiment with all of these things we've talked about today. I hope that this insight from this book that's doing so much for me right now is helpful to you. I'm interested to hear how the neutral mindset and disassociation works for you and how it resonates with you. Remember, it's all about consistency and faith in the process. It's about creating work you can be proud of. It's all a personal journey. And I have your back. If you are interested in checking out the CEO Foundation's Masterclass, it is free. And the replay link is in the show notes. If you are interested in traveling with me at the end of the summer, by the way, we do have a space remaining in the Palm Springs Retreat. When you listen to this, it may be gone, but if you're listening right as this episode comes out, go check it out. I would love to spend more time with you in these types of conversations in Palm Springs later this summer. With that, this episode is complete. Big shout out to our sponsor, Seed. And FYI, by the way, that 30% discount that they shared with the code WeWeGirl, that is like a massive discount for this brand. So go take advantage of it. Thank you again also for leaving us a review. We're going to be at 113 reviews as this 113th episode is hitting the airwaves. I will be back again next Thursday with so much love. Wishing you a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day ahead. See you super soon.